guests, g'day, and thanks for tuning in to the latest edition of the Duck and Rick Goes Red Dirt podcast, broadcasting out here at Duck Creek Central on the banks of the Hawkesbury River, having a great time. This week, we're going to look at the Yowie. I mean, <laughs> what about that? And uh, let us know if you've ever seen a Yowie. We'd love to know about it. We're going to talk about Cape York. We're going to talk about the high country. Which is the more iconic? Because people say, you know, we're going to go to the Cape, or they might say we're going to go to the high country this year. Which is the which is your preference? And that's what we'll talk about. Basically, we did a thing a few weeks ago about Fraser or Morton. Where do you want to go to first? Should you go to the Cape first, or should you go to the high country first? And then you can throw all those other ones in as well, like the Gibb River Road and Kakadu and all those other iconic places. There's hundreds of them, but the uh, the the things that the places where people would normally head to, straight off the bat, is either Cape York or they'll do a high country run. So we'll find out. Uh, we'll have a bit of a talk about both. I mean, obviously, you can do one in the winter time and one in the summertime. Do them both. Why not? Uh, we'll also talk about um, anything to do from mobile phones to four-wheel drive shows to what's coming up in Perth in a few weeks' time as well. And um, anything else, that we'll just shoot the breeze, basically. Anything else where we wander to, anyone that listens to this program knows that we do wander and we do get off the subject a fair bit. And uh, why not? That's what it's all about. It's uh, pretty informal. There's no time constraints on us here. We're just kicking back and... Um, Shooting the breeze, basically. Just two knockabout blokes, so we're glad you can join us again this week. We hope you are enjoying the podcast. We certainly do enjoy the feedback that we receive from everybody out there. But in the meantime, I better get my partner in crime here up up online. Rico, how are you, mate? Mate, I'll tell you what, I can't believe how much I'm enjoying doing this podcast. I, I, I sort of had my doubts at the start. You, you know what? Your doubts. This, I mean, you this, were... is, this is my favourite time of the week. Oh, mate, I've got to tell you, I mean, how would you have your doubts? I, oh, I don't know, mate. I, I, I well, just... you, well, you'd never done it. I, I saw the change in you. Yeah. I remember a few years ago when I was doing a show on radio, and we've done radio shows for a oh, few years now. I know where now. this is going. And we got, no, it's not going to that, that particular day. And I remember getting you on and thought, Jesus, this is difficult. People on TV don't work too good on radio sometimes, you know, and sometimes vice versa, especially when you look at some of the heads in radio, <laughs> but um, in, and mine in particular. <laughs> but... Um, but over the years, you've improved. <laughs> Thank and I, goodness. Because, no, because what happened is, and it happens a lot. I mean, you'd, I'd, uh, we, I think you used to come and talk about, you know, whatever it was, camp spots or something, and, and we'd have to really get the information out of you because you weren't used to it. You were used to doing TV, and at that point, I think it was a live radio show. But then I got you to fill in for Ruthie on the radio, and then over that period, you did that for quite a few weeks. Yeah, we uh, On I and off. We, I think you did about four in a row or five in a row. I think we one did point. about ten in total. It was, it was good fun. Yeah, and I noticed that... Thanks, um, Ruthie. And, uh, yeah, that's it. And, uh, and g'day, Ruthie. I know he's out doing dust up at the moment. And um, and then I thought, you know, well, you know, you seem to have picked it up a little bit. You, you sort of took to it. You were a lot better in the studio than on the phone. And that can be happen sometimes. Oh, look, when you're sitting face-to-face with the bloke you're having a conversation with, obviously it's a lot easier... You know, you can take your cues from, mm. from... You can sort of just watch the body language and see when someone's going to stop talking. Yeah. But on the phone, it's sort of hard to pick your spots a little bit. Mm, no, exactly. And I, I can remember the very first time I ever did anything on the radio, which, which was on a phone, and it was with a very high-profile radio announcer. It wasn't like some never like me. So you were blessed. <laughs> I mean, I was as nervous as. <laughs> I was like, holy... Oh, uh, look, I'll be honest, mate. That's one thing I don't suffer from. Yeah. Is, uh, is nerves. I'll back myself to have a crack at anything. Anyway, so uh, so I wouldn't have been worried about the podcast. I think it's going all right. We're just talking a bit, a bit yeah. of Yeah. Oh, look, I wasn't worried about the talking side of it. Obviously, that that's something I do a lot of. But I I, I just wasn't into podcasts. I, I mm. never really. Oh, the podcast. Well, I've I'd, never, I'd never really 
you know, even looked into it as as a medium, and and now I'm, I'm a massive podcast yeah. fan. I've found a whole bunch of them that I love. There's a stack of them. I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. I was I've always been a radio person more so than television. I like I'll listen. I'd love nothing more than being in the middle of nowhere, picking up a scratchy signal somewhere on a radio show. But um, and radio's changed a lot over the years as well. A lot of stuff's networked now. It's a bit of a shame. I, I, because of my job, I've been to a couple of regional radio stations and. They're still there, but there's nobody in them. Yeah. You know, and you walk and you look at... You, 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 I know in particular in some stations I've been to in Queensland where you walked in and looked around and you saw offices where there were still notepads and things on the desk where people once Just worked. walked out. Yeah, yeah and, um, and and it has changed. But no, the podcast... And then when, obviously when the podcasting came out, everybody... We actually podcast a camping and off-road radio show as well. And, um, and, and, and the podcast... Gives us the ability. You come on that show, so we podcast the full show. But then we'll podcast just your bit, yeah. And then we'll podcast just Mel Allen's bit. Oh, that's and, very clever. And uh, and so, well, it's clever for the bloke who does it. I mean, I do it here, but I've been doing it that to that extreme. Uh, but yeah, so uh, podcasts are, are now people. It's like YouTube, yeah, in a way. I mean, because people can listen to what they want when they want. Exactly right. Well, on demand, it's you can't beat it. You know, yeah. you know, you don't have to be at home on on a Sunday afternoon in order to catch your favourite shows. You mm. know, and if you missed it, well, bad luck. Yeah, well, I know what I'm doing on Sunday afternoons. That's normally you got to drink somewhere. Well, the man's not a camel, mate. You've no, that's to, right. You've I got do. to drink something. Yeah, especially in summer. I'm, I'm usually out. Yes. The, out somewhere. I mean, we go away a lot over the. I try to get away most weekends. Yeah. It's just yeah, I love uh, it, mate. I got. I got to be honest, mate. I've had a. A tough year in that regard. Or my mm. feet are as itchy as all buggery. But, but even just for just for privately, I mean, just for family yeah. family weekends away, or just me and the missus, or catch up with friends and go away. I mean, hello, you've seen my joint here. There's a van here. There's a camper trailer here. Yep. Um, oh, look, mate. I'm saying I've got a shed full of gear, but yeah. uh, just haven't had the opportunity to use it too much this year. I've had a lot of family things going on that have yeah, kept that's me at right. home. Yeah. And oh, mate, I'm just stinging to get out there on this next adventure. I yeah. can't, you cannot don't have, wait. You don't have to go far. It was funny. I was talking to a bloke at the radio station the other day, last week I think it was, and he said, Duck, you know, he goes, I want to go beach camping, but I don't want to travel too far. From, from, and he lives in Sydney. He lives actually right in there. Yep. In the, in the, right amongst it all. And I said, well, mate, just go to Calder. Yeah. You Wollongong. Perfect. So he went, I said, just Google Calder. And he came, he, anyway, he saw me about an hour and a half later and he said, mate, you're a genius. I said, well, we're not really. <laughs> I mean, but there it is. And I mean, you don't have to, what I'm trying to say is. Yeah, I did a video on Coldo. Yeah, mate, Coldo's a great spot. And, I'm, and I um, I said, and what my point is, is you don't have to go for, I do a lot of stuff out, out this. I'll go to Wiseman's Ferry and go down there a lot, a lot. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One, you're down there on the Hawkesbury in the cliff tops opposite where we are. The scenery, you just can't get enough of it. Oh, it spectacular. Just looks, it looks fantastic every time you go there. Um, we've got the jet ski. Yep. So I'll tow the van down. The missus will tow the jet ski down. And I've got mates there who have got permanent setups there. So it was a good weekend. Yeah, well, and, and it could, a bit easier. But it, you could be um, miles away. And, yeah. it's, and, and this is the thing. The people who are in there... Okay, there's us who are not far away and, and me mate Big Dave who lives out here and Gleeso, they live out here as well. But the majority of the people that have got vans or permanent setups in this place, where you can camp there, camp on the river in tents, swags, camper trailers, caravans, you do all that, they cater for everyone. They all live on the, either the central coast or the south coast. There you go. There's one, well, I was talking to people there last time I was there and it takes them four hours to get there. 
It's amazing. You know? crickets. What next door neighbour just bought a permanent on-site caravan at Foster? Yeah, how good's Foster? Yeah, it's, it's not at Lani's, is it? It's a bit too crowded for my liking. Yeah, I don't mind Foster. That's the what's waterway. good about Wiseman's, you know. It's, yeah, it's the, nice water, the waterways at Foster, mate. Oh, it's a stunning place. That lake is just gorgeous. Oh, mate, it? but even that channel as you come in from the ocean and we've been out there. Mate, we've had to dodge dolphins out there. You had to really back yeah. off. I mean, it's just there's, like... There's some good camping out the back of Foster as well in the, the Wadbilliga National Park. That's yeah. definitely worth checking out if you haven't been in there before. Where do you get the van? Be Lani's probably. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I wouldn't know the yeah, name of it. I'm still like, waiting for an invite. It'll be Lani's. What's his name? If you're listening, Craig, mate. What's his last name? Prepare the name. Watson. Craig Watson. Craig Watto. Watson. Watto. Let us know where your van is, mate, and we'll see you up there. Well, where's my invite? That's what I'm waiting mate, for. Mate, the invite, mate. We'll just lob. Yeah. All right, so this week we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about Yowies, mate. What's the go? Yeah, Yowies. So, I don't, look, a couple of weeks ago you were, you were taking the piss out of me because I'd seen the Blue Mountains Black Panther, mm. which which you had your doubts about. You, you were, Still do. You, you were judging me. You were... Um, yeah, you, you, you were saying that my driveway doesn't go all the way to the road. I didn't. Roger in WA, if you're listening, mate, soon I'm putting up with you, son. Roger's always listening, mate. I know Roger loves it, mate, but I can tell you, this is what I'm putting up. You drink, you see, you're drinking cider and you're seeing Black Panthers. Yeah, absolutely. I, I fail to see the issue there. Yeah? Yeah. So, Yowies, mate. Yowies, uh, that's one I want to I touch base on because I know it's going to make you cringe a little bit, so that's just an added bonus. This is for you. Is this the crickets? Drinking cider <laughs> and seeing Black Panthers. Oh, mate. I need to get myself one of these boards where I can play uh, funky noises for the silly stuff that you say. Anyway, well, mate, I don't know. We'd be playing a lot of jingles, mate, <laughs> if it was up to anything I'd say. Okay, so the Yowies, yep. Yeah, we'll talk about those a bit later on as well. Um, and like you said, well, I'm, I'm really keen to have this chat about um, High Country versus Cape York. Well, I mean, it's too... For people on the East Coast, I mean, for pe- I mean, obviously on a podcast, people can... I mean, you know, we've got listeners overseas. I mean, people can listen from anywhere, but people on the East Coast, well, not so much right on the East Coast, but people in you know, South Australia, Victoria, you know what I mean, apart from the Territory and and Western Australia, although people there do travel, obviously. But it's, it's, it's in two places that are the standouts straight off the bat. They're first on the list, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. That's right. The so high country... There's a few icons in Australia for, for travelling in Plenty. four-wheel drives and touring, but... Yeah, they're the two that probably come up more often than most. Who heard of the Red Dog statue? The Red Dog statue, no. Where's that? The Pilbara, isn't it? In the Western Australia? I haven't been there. The movie Red Dog? You've seen the Red movie no, Red no. You've no. never seen the movie Red Dog? I haven't seen the movie Red Dogs. Stop judging me. Fair dinkum. You've never seen the movie Red Dog? No. That will do me. <laughs> I mean, you're kidding, aren't you? Anyway, the movie Red Dog, and uh, you need to go and get, go and watch that, and then you'll see what I'm talking about. Well, there's a statue for Red. I'd like to go and get my photo with that statue. Okay. I know it sounds a bit weird. Yeah. But anyway, but it's a great drive out there to get there. Well, it's a great excuse. Any excuse will do. Yeah, exactly right. But anyway, you've never seen Red Dog. I've never seen Red Dog. There's even Red Dog True Blue, which is part two of Red Dog. It's a true story. <laughs> okay. Well, I think, look, it's based on a true story. I'm sure there's a lot chucked into it. But, uh, mate, I cannot believe you have not seen Red Dog. That is amazing. I've got to be honest, mate. I don't watch a lot of movies. I don't mind movies. I don't watch a lot of telly, but I don't mind watching Uh, a lot of movies. I don't watch a lot of telly either. Uh, but uh, I certainly, uh, I'm not, I would have thought you would have watched, you, have you heard of Red Dog? I've heard of it. Yeah, fair enough. Well, at least you've heard of it. You've seen the movie Australia? Only a few weeks ago, actually. Did you? Yeah. What did you think of that? Oh, 
I like bits of it, but there are bits of it there that were just a bit too fluffy for me. Mm. Really? Um, yeah. I didn't mind it, actually. Which part was fluffy? Oh. I thought it was all right. I mean, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman, Hugh Jackman. I mean, I, I thought he played a great part. For the I thought most she of it, did as well. For the most of it, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. A, it was, oh, it was a, I like I like the little kid that was in it. I thought he was great. Yeah, it was. A, and, I thought it was a good. And Jack Thompson's role as well. That that was just great. The way he ended up wasn't good. Not so good. No, <laughs> a lot of makeup in that. Not, one. not Jack, but in his character. Yeah, yeah, but um, but I thought it was a great movie. The thing with that movie, it was an epic. You know, I could because of, of the time it went. I think the duration of it. Yeah, it dragged uh, it, on. But but didn't drag. But it didn't drag on. You could have oh, just. Oh, it did for me. I don't no, sit not, still that long, mate. Look, for me, it was it was it was like an epic. It was like yeah. a, a big movie, and it was worth watching. I liked it. I I could watch Jack Thompson all day, or listen to him all day. Anyway, yeah, did you see him in the it's Man from Snowy that, River? I thought he was good in that as well. He's just got that voice, hasn't Clancy. he? Clancy. I, yeah. I love it when he does the poetry stuff. Yeah, no, he's the banjo he's, and absolutely. We should try and get him on one day. That'd be good. I'll get him on to do some banjo, Patterson. Happy right. days. Yeah, that would be good. That'd be All great. right, so we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about other things as well. As you know, the Adelaide four-wheel drive show is on right now. Yep. And then it's on in Perth again in a couple of weeks' time, and I'm driving over. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I'm going lovely. to drive over. And nice. spend a bit of time nice. And spend a bit of time coming back. On your way back, across the Nullarbor, mm. underneath the Nullarbor, it's full of caves. Yeah. Stop and have a look. Yeah, no, we're doing all that. So They, we'll, they um, found uh, remains of Tasmanian tigers. Yeah, right. Like fossilised remains of Tasmanian tigers. Fair enough. Any the black panthers under the Nullarbor? Any black panthers? No black panthers. No black aware panthers. Of. It's not to say that they're not there. Or red dogs. All right. Well, we're going to get into it now, <laughs> and we'll get into the yowies, eh? So let's do that right now. So, mate, tell us. Well, let's be clear, mate. There, there is no proof that yowies exist. Right. Uh, but that's not to say that they're not there. Okay. It's no, like, mate, I'm going to let you talk here. I'm not going to interrupt it's you. It's like it's like the Tassie Tiger in down in Tassie. I they, just turned you off too, dude. Seen you notice that? <laughs> they they reckon there's there's still Tassie Tigers down there too. What do you think? You reckon there's still Tassie Tigers in Tassie? When was the last time anyone saw one? Yeah, who knows? That's the thing. Did they find a Tasmanian devil? They, they're gone, aren't they? No, I mean, ta- no devils are still there. They're last, still there. Last they? time yeah. I was there, we saw a few in camp actually. Yeah. On the west coast. Yep. Yeah, the devils are right, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of conjecture over the tigers. But anyway, Yowies are, are another one where there's a lot of conjecture. So the first reported sighting in Australia well, was made in Sydney in 1790. So this is two years after they got here, saying there's, you know, this bloke spotted a hairy man that's between eight and ten foot tall. Was it Ruthie, was it? Oh, no, Ruthie's <laughs> shorter eight, than that. Between yeah, eight no. and ten foot tall. Ruthie's shorter than not that. Between, Sorry, Ruthie. Not between, not between five and five and a half foot. Mm, no, fair enough. So, um, you know, there, there's never been any hard evidence, no specimens, no bones, but there's been countless reported sightings. So if someone's making, you know, some this sort of claim in 1790, and then you couple that with the, the Kukuyalanji tribe of the far north Queensland claim to have coexisted with the Yowie for centuries, mm. and you tie those two things together, like this bloke in 1790 is not going to have a clue that this Aboriginal tribe, a long way away, that has probably never seen a white man, claimed to have coexisted with these mythical creatures. Mm. That, to me, you know, means, is, is there some sort of credence to this? Mm. Could it be real? Mm. Could it be feeding them? So, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. So the Yowie has its roots in Australian or Aboriginal oral history. So you don't see anything in, in cave paintings or etchings or anything like that about mm. it, but 
they have told the stories over centuries and handed them down. Um, and according to folklore, it's a creature of the outback. All of the other reports that I've read sort of say that they are a lot closer to the coast and predominantly on the east coast. Yep. From the tip all the way down to uh, to the bottom of Victoria there. You know, there are, there are actual Yowie, Yowie hunters out there. So there's... Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, these ghost hunters. Like ghost hunters? Mm. You ever, you ever seen a ghost? Oh, mate, I might have seen the odd one or two when I was at do, a few. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh, not really. I would love to believe in ghosts. I don't. Mm. I, I would love to experience something that would change my mind. Mm. But no, I don't believe in ghosts. I no. think there's more chance of Yowies. Yeah, probably more chance of Black Panther biting you. <laughs> oh, 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 I was close, oh, I tell you. I mean, I don't. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, no, I'm not sure about the... Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't look, not really, no. I'll be honest. So more recent sightings in the Blue Mountains in New South Wales is a bit of a hub for reported Yowie sightings. Yeah. And also up there at um, around the Woodenbong area in northern New South Wales, just shy of the, the Queensland border. And they actually call that Yowie country. Right. So there's uh, there's been reported sightings there as well. So what is a Yowie? A Yowie is... Um, it, it's basically Australia's version of a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot. Yep. Uh, so it's something that's between seven and ten foot tall, hairy, mm. no clothes, very primitive, yep. outrageously strong, able to pick up a kangaroo with one hand, mm. that sort of thing. And that's some of the stories that have been out there. Um, so apparently they're very adept at blending into the bush. Obviously it's why they're hard to spot. Mm. Uh, and prefer the eastern seaboard along the Great Dividing Range. They can travel large distances, according to a Yowie hunter by the name of Dean Harrison. Mm. Mr Harrison says that they, they do have a home territory and they operate in family units. You're feeding him this bloke. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean seriously. I mean, absolutely. We should get him on. What's his oh, name? I'd love to. Dean Harrison. Right. The uh, the Yowie hunter. Okay. And, you know, people say, well, why, why have no remains or bodies or anything like that been And how come no one else has seen one lately? Yeah. Uh, and he believes that Yowie family groups operate as a community to take care of their dead to ensure that they're not found. <laughs> yes, go on. Uh, so, yeah, well, look, I'd, I'd, I'd love to know what, what the people out there think on mm. Yowies, mm. Uh, drop bears, bunyip. Drop bears, yeah, drop bears. Remember the, <laughs> the old, well, I, well, I do believe in them. I've seen them on the Bundaberg rum ad. Oh, well, there you go. The drop bears. Oh, if it was on an ad, it must be true. Well, it was on the, well mate, it was on the Bundaberg. Remember that? Watch out for the drop bears. And the big Bundy bear. For, mate, what, whoever came up with that idea was a genius. The big Bundy bear in those commercials. Yep. Hey, he was pretty popular. You see him at the cricket, you see yeah. him at barbecues. Imagine being the bloke the in that suit. My God. Yeah, well, it'd be pretty warm. I'd get dressed up in a rabbit suit once for a television commercial. That was not <laughs> enough. Hot summer's day in the studio with no air con. Anyway. Uh... All right, so and look, there's been sightings in, and even WA around the Mandurah area on the Sunshine Coast, the Gold Coast, in the hinterland there. Mm. So next time you're out, keep your eyes open. There you go. You might see a Yowie. If you do happen to spot one, let us know about it. We'd love to know. Get a photo. That'd be great. I'd it be, would. And I mean, it's one just, that's not fuzzy. I mean, Rick takes photos of absolutely everything. Failed to get the photo of the Black Panther, which is just oh, amazing. Mate. And um, I told you what the story was there. Come mm. on. Anyway, so uh, but get the uh, get a photo. Right. We don't want a photo of like, you know, we're we're at the Central West. There's plenty of blokes. Four drive park, there's Central West four drive park yep. between Mudgee and Hillend. Yep. I had some blokes coming down to to meet me at the park, uh, and they were running late, 
you know, this this place is pretty difficult to spot, mm. let alone at night time. So I've gone out to the front at the road at the gate mm. in one of those Polaris side-by-sides. Yep. So that when, when I could see a car coming, I could turn the lights on and they could see where I was and come in. Yeah. And uh, sitting there, and yes, I, I had indulged in a couple of alcoholic beverages at this stage of the night. It was around 11 o'clock. Mm. And um, sitting in there, I'd been there for about an hour, wondering where the hell my mate was. Mm. And I heard a big rustle in the bush, like a big rustle, not just a, you know, oh, come on. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, it sounded like a bloke walking through the bush. And, uh, and as it got closer and closer, I've turned the lights on, and sure enough, right there in front of me, 10 feet in front of me, was the Black Panther. I've turned the lights on, mm. let out a bit of an expletive, mm. and it's run across the road into the bush on the other side. <laughs> oh, True good. story. Yeah, no, fair enough. True story. Yeah. I saw it for long enough mm. to, to have the thought process go through my mind, is that a pig? Mm. No, it isn't. <laughs> uh, it was definitely not. But, you know, when you get a, a big boar, it was that sort of size. It was big. Good stuff. So here is Rico out there with the Black Panther. Out there with the Black Panther. Oh, oh well mate, I can't, mate. You know, one day it's going to rock into your campsite and... I don't think so, mate. All half your face. But, I, but, I, but I, have, I, and I did say that at that time when you mentioned it the first time, was that um, some pretty reputable people with... You know, respected, respected in the community. Yeah. Have claimed to have seen it. Well, I've got a mate, Garth, who lives up in the Blue Mountains. Um, oh, actually, not quite in the Blue Mountains. Uh, East Karajong area. That's uh, here. That's, that's right. Five minutes from here. And, and he's had a couple of footprints in the yard that he can't explain. That You know, bigger yeah. than, bigger yeah, than well, your mate, hand. I've had it in my front yard as well. It's called the Wobbly Boot. No, no, no. Listen, uh, he's put a photo up on Facebook. I should dig it up for you. Yeah, mate. Here's a tip now. With all the way people can photoshop things and do things. No, like no Garth's not that clever, mate. Yeah, but, he, but mate, someone. Has he got kids? Yeah, yeah. Well, mate, there it is. It can be uh, done because they do everything like they do they're, here. They're too busy riding bikes. But I'm going to tell you now, I, in, once upon a time, you'd want to see photographic evidence. These days... It doesn't it, matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. You can make photos whatever you like. I mean, mate, I right. just... I'll have a photo ready for you next week, all right? Yeah, mate, I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to seeing it. In fact, you can, you can put it up on your Facebook page. I will. Rico, right. look him up and <laughs> check out... What's the new website? Rico.com.au. Rico.com.au. Check out the new website as well. Looks pretty good, actually. Nothing on there about Black Panthers or Yowies. No, thank God for that. All right, so I there might, it is. I might start a page, though. Although I'm tipping there's plenty of blokes around who actually look like Yowies anyway. <laughs> Six foot tall and hairy and... I'd love, I'd love to hear other people's stories. Trees. I really would. I find that stuff intriguing. Uh, well, mate, who knows? I mean, everyone needs to believe in something, mate. I'm sure that did, that would... Um, between them and Black Panthers, mate, you're flying and ghosts now. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm a Jedi. You probably didn't know. What? A Jedi. What does that mean? Oh, fair dinkum. You're a Jedi? Yeah, I'm a Jedi Knight. You didn't know? Who <sighs> is again, Rico? All right, and you may you may have seen him on Star Wars. <laughs> he watches Star Wars, but he hasn't seen Red Dog anyway. <laughs> mate, Kate York. I'm tipping I'm not alone there. Yeah, mate, a lot of people would have. Mate, if you haven't seen Red Dog, I've got to tell you now, mate, this, he's going to be filthy on this. Rob Coley cried in Red Dog. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be that bad. Topping him off. Or good or whatever. Rob Coley... Cried watching Red Dog. Oh, now I'm going to have to go and see it, aren't I? I'll tell you where... 
a couple of years in a row, I think, out at Big Red, Greg Donovan put Red Dog on on the night before the event out at Big Red. That was good. Yeah. Brilliant. All right. I'll, between now and next week, I'll make sure I see Red Dog. I, and, and, I'm not doing and, the sequel. Because I used to do the movie nights out at Big Red before the bash. Yep. And I remember one time talking to Greg, Greg, on, the, Greg on the radio, and I said, what's this year's movie, Wolf Creek? Everyone <laughs> would have evacuated. He goes, no, not quite. But um, he had Red Dog playing. Anyway, so um, we'd already had word that Rob, who admitted the fact that he cried watching Red Dog, was out there watching. Out there, you could just see, you know, you could just see the mist in his eyes when it was on out there on the big screen at Birdsville. Have you ever cried at a movie? Um, no, I don't think so. No, me either. I don't think so. Maybe cried at the well, no, pub with no beer. <laughs> no, no, but um, I don't know. I mean, the thing with movies is, I mean, do you get that involved in a movie that you know that well, you start to think it's true, like Star Wars? Oh, oh look, the, apart from the movies that are based on true stories, I mean, most movies are just you know made up. There's actually when you see the bloke and whatever, or you see whoever's on the movie, there's actually about you'd know more about this than me 20 people on the other side of the camera watching him. Absolutely. So there you go. So you've got to remember that even though, I mean, you see someone on a movie who's holding a secret from another person, in real life, the other person actually knows it's knows, knows the secret. That makes sense. There's one for me. <laughs> Talk about getting off track. Jiminy crickets. There I am. Anyway, Rob Coldy, sorry to top you off, son. Yeah, mate, I'll uh, bring you tissue next time I'm over. Cried watching Red Dog, there you go. But, uh, mate, I can't believe you haven't seen that. Mate, we're going to talk a little bit about Cape York and the high country. Yeah, two of my favourite places. Yeah, they, well, they are, and they're two of everybody's favourite places. Mate, depending on where you live, I guess. I mean, if you live in Queensland and if you live anywhere north of Brisbane, well, you'd certainly go to the Cape before you'd go to the high country. If you have one trip in you a year, well, that's what most people have. Yeah. Um. Some people don't even have that. Some people have one trip every two years. I mean, the big thing, the thing that amazes me when you go out and you go out and about and you do things, and we're very lucky because we sort of worked our way into the fact now that we can get around a bit for our jobs. The amount of people that do seem to be able to get the time off work and save the readies to get out there and have a crack, you see that many people travelling, it's a credit to them. Absolutely. I mean, they must make some sacrifices or they're on really yeah. big money. And and they're out there in all sorts of setups, whether they're real big setups or they're mediocre or whatever. They're out there having a go. No, they're, they're focused, in, focused on doing what they need to yeah. do for 10 months of the year yeah. in order to, to go and do that trip. I mean, take the retired people out of it. I don't really call them grey nomads anymore. I, I just call them people who were, you know, lucky enough to have worked hard, put money away and go away. Yeah. And um, and plus some of, them, some of them might even dye their hair, mate. So, <laughs> But... um. In general terms, you would think that most people, or a lot of people, would have one trip a year in them. Yeah. To where they get away, whether that be... I mean, you get your little Christmas holiday and you get your long weekends and you get those things. But to get one trip in a year where you might sacrifice your Christmas holiday and not take, you know, a big time off and save it for, you know, the winter months where you can go to the outback... The touring or, season. ...or yeah. go to the Cape. Um, but... but and I guess we, those people are, are lucky themselves. I mean, to be able to do that and to get the time off work. Most people have got kids. They take their kids out of school for extended periods and do these things. Where do you head first? Yeah, I, I guess it depends on where you live, I suppose. But they are the two. Were they, would you agree that Cape York 
and the high country are the first on people's bucket lists? I think so, mate. I think so. I think, and from there, it sort of spreads out to the Simpson and then further on. Fraser? Fray, well, look, probably a lot of Queenslanders grew up cutting their teeth forward driving yeah, and Fraser again, and Morton and, and those depends, sort of things. It depends what you do. I mean, if you, if you live in Brisbane, well, Morton's really no big deal. No, that's right. But for a Sydney cider, you know, it's, it's, it's there's it, a little it, bit more to it, or if you're in Melbourne even. It is. Well, that's right. It's, it, it becomes a lot more of an epic trip. Well, anywhere outside of Victoria is fantastic. Well, if, if you're uh, in Melbourne, it's, <laughs> it's not my place. I've got to say, I'm just not putting uh, down people that live in Melbourne, but it's just I, I'm not a fan of Melbourne, I'm sorry. No, I'm not a fan of Melbourne either. I've made that very clear over the years. But uh, the one thing they do have in their favour is the Victorian high country, and, and a lot mm. of people bag Victorians for not going outside of Victoria. And if you're from Melbourne and you've got to go through the high country, why would you go any further? Yeah, but, mate, here's a tip, mate. Have you seen the amount of... That's, that's, that's not exactly right, because... No matter where you go during the year, if you're if you're out and about in the middle of the year, you'll see a lot of Victorian number plates, mate. They get out of the cold. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mate. Know. I saw a oh, you mate. You see a stack of them around the Sunshine Coast. I saw a heap when I was out at West um, not long ago. There were people from. I met some great people from Melbourne. I can't remember his name. He was a singer. He actually performed at the AFL Grand Final a couple of years ago. This bloke and I was there talking to him. Around. I had no idea who he was. I was I still can't remember his name. It wasn't Meatloaf or something. No, it certainly wasn't Meatloaf. But um, well, didn't he ever? Didn't he ever shocker? That's a shame, you know, because he was such a legend. Yeah, he could sing. But um, no, I can't remember the bloke's name. In fact, I, I but I spent a, over two nights on the drink with this bloke, him and his missus and kids. And what they did, they just packed the car up, put the camper on, and took off. Yep. No plan. Yeah, oh, that's great. They just wanted to get out of the cold, right? That's great. And anyway, we're sitting around the fire at Trilby. It was. And um, start talking about what we do and what he does, and he was telling me that he, you know, he was telling me what he does. But part of what he does is he teaches people to sing. And I asked him, which has always interested me, how does somebody teach somebody to sing? Yeah, I'd love to know because I'd love to be able to sing. Well, I mean, like, I'll tell you what's nothing worse: people that can't sing but they think they can. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> mate, hey. Trust me, mate. I'm under no illusions. Yeah, mate. But there are people. <laughs> Who think they can? I mean, have you seen some of the imbeciles at karaoke? Yep. Who are up there? They've had about you know they've had about eight schooners and then half a dozen bourbons, and then decide to get up on the karaoke, and they think they're going really good. Yeah. And they sound like shit. No, they. Yeah, that's the worst. I I can't do that. And I, they're into it. I cannot hang around. Their eyes are closed. Yeah, swaying. Hitting the high notes. <laughs> well, they think <laughs> they <trying>. are. <laughs> Oh. The body language, oh yeah. But anyway, this bloke, and he was a, he was from Victoria, and he lived on a, he had a rural property down there. Anyway, he he performed at the AFL Grand Final in some capacity. I just can't remember his name. I'm like, oh, geez, oh, we need to do this show when my missus is home, because she remembers <laughs> these people. Anyway, so um, but anyway, but I just think for me, I think it depends on where you live. But I think if if you're looking at a bucket list of places to go to. I would have thought one and two, in no particular order, would be the high country and the Cape. All right, so we've established that. Where, For, where would you go first? I think Cape. Same. Right. I think places like Fraser, Fraser Island. Yeah. I reckon there's, and, and even for people that live in Brisbane, it's still a bit of a drive. Yep. Right. So unless you're like friends of ours, we've got friends who live at Gympie who go over to Inskip and Rainbow all the time. But... um. For me, I think um, yeah, that's another one. Fraser Island. I know a lot of people who love to do the on the you know on the blacktop stuff. Stick on the tar. Love those apostles. Yep. 
They love that drive down yeah, along the, there. the Great Ocean Road. Yeah, the Great Ocean Road. They love that. And that's more of a, I think it's been a bit more of a Grey Nomad thing. Yeah. A lot of the caravan parks down, there's a stack of caravan parks down that region too. Oh, some stunning ones. They certainly look after people that are travelling down that area. But for me, I think, the next thing for me I would like to do would be the Gibb River Road. Yeah, for, for me, it's um, the thing that's on top of my bucket list at the moment is Karajini National Park. Yeah. Up around that sort of Tom Price area. Get it's, up there. That's just, it's raw, it's remote, and it's so rugged and beautiful. Mm. And there is a bit of walking to be done in there, unfortunately. You can't drive to everywhere. Right. But uh, yeah, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. What about Arnhem Land? Yeah, I'd love to go and do that as well. Yeah. Love to go and do that. Yeah, and I don't think it's as difficult as what people make out. No. You talk to people who have, I've never been there. No, it's... Have you I, been there? A lot of it's just dirt roads. I've been on the outskirts. Yeah, but you've never been... Yeah, I mean, you talk to people who have been in there. I remember talking to Pat Callanan about it, and I remember talking to Graham Cahill about it, and both of them basically the same opinion. That it's not as difficult no, to, I think get, to get in and out, if you get in there as you think. The the biggest obstacle there is the weather, you know, because mm. when it rains up there, it, it doesn't muck around. It yeah. rains properly. Mate, when you talk to Mal Leyland about Arnhem Land when he went there, it was 50 years ago. You imagine the difference now? Probably not a great deal. Oh, yeah, no. Well, there was no controls over it like there are now. I okay. mean, not, I mean, like... Yeah, we, well, there was, no, there was no native title or any of that That's sort of what stuff. I mean. I mean, yeah, there was yeah. now... I mean, when you, there were places where Mal Leyland had been to where he couldn't go today because it's either fenced off or it's a car park and it's all signed... There was none of that. Yeah. They had no idea where they were going. They were going off old maps. Yep. Mate, the best, one of the best, we talk about the Gibb River Road. He was the first to drive on it. Well, there you go. They were there when they cut the track in from the cattle property. The owners of the cattle property cut the track in. Yep. And they dra- and they, they went on it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's How unbelievable. It wasn't even called the Gibb River Road then. No, no, it wouldn't have been. No, it was just, it wasn't even anything. It was just there. And, uh, mate, he, he is a bloke that you can spend hours talking to. I, obviously, he comes on the radio with me. But I've had some great conversations with him off air. Some of the things they did was unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, look. Every every time I go to a mate's barbecue or party or something like that, there'll be there'll be someone there that's a, a four wheel drive tourer of some description, and and you know they know what I do for a living, so they're mm. they're always keen to to swap stories, and it's always yeah, great to listen your, to some yeah, of those sort of things. Pick your brain. I get a lot of people asking me things. You know, what do I need for this? What do I get for that? Yeah. Get a lot of people emailing and sending messages through. You know, do you know a quick? I want to go to Birdsville. Which, can you give me a good way to get there and other yep. things? You'd be getting a lot of that as well. And it's good when you can say, yeah, mate, do this. When you've done it yourself, you go, well, mate, yeah. we had a great time. Yeah, well, I actually yeah. had uh, a series of emails from a bloke just recently who who wanted to go and do the Alpine National Park and, and wanted to know where to go to be a good chance of seeing some Brumbies. Yep. So I gave him a few tips and uh, he just replied back with a bunch of photos from his trip telling me that, you know, we were spot on and, mm. you know, him and the missus got to see what they wanted to see and they had a great time. I still reckon that photo that your mate Luke Adams got with the phone. Oh, yeah. With the Brumby resting its head on his shoulder while he was sitting around a fire. That's a one in a million, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. well, I was in that in that same campground a couple of years later yep. in uh, in a camper trailer and the horses came in that night and they stamped out the fire mm. and then they started rubbing their backs along the camper trailer. Yeah, yeah it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of it um, at uh, Bamingar at uh, Loyalty Beach of the horses rubbing their backs on the gazebos as they're going through people's food and pantry. 
Yeah, they can be quite the pest, actually. You know, the pest. It's it's cool to to see and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah you got to keep your stuff locked up. It's a different part of Australia up there, isn't it? Oh, very much so. And I mean, you get I'll tell you another animal that's really crafty at getting into stuff is crows. Yeah, I've had crows come into camp and take lids off of containers and things like that to get into it. Yeah, right. What about the black panther? Did he take anything or? No, mate. He, no, he, fair enough. No, he's he's very hospitable. No, fair enough. I think what the pack, I think the Black Panther's done a pretty good job of taking the piss out of a lot of people for years. Are you saying that I'm one of them? I think you might be done. <laughs> you sure it wasn't like a mate of yours dressed up in a suit? No, I don't have that many mates. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, I know I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all very good. Yeah, no, well, I think, you know, that's because people have this bucket list thing. And the trouble is it can take you years. If you're just, you know, if you're for anybody really, it can take years to tick off these places. Oh, absolutely. And I think um, the Cape and the high country. Especially if you've got a full-time job, you're working, your missus work, you're raising a family, you're doing all those things, and you've got this big list of places you want to go to, it can take years to do it. And, and the thing you need to consider as well, like the, the two places we're talking about are not without their challenges in terms of the driving. So mm. it can also take some time to get enough Ks under your belt to, to learn the skills. Yep. Um, and, and sort of hone your craft as a driver to go up there and, and challenge and take those things on safely. Yeah, for sure. What are your thoughts about the development road being sealed? Mate, I'm in two minds with it. Um, I, I, to be honest, I, I don't oppose it. I think it's great for the people that live up there. It's certainly going to be uh, a lot less painful for them to do the travel they need to do, like they mm. don't have a choice to do. Um, so that that's great. It's going to help those guys do what they need to do. It's going to be good for... Tourism, yep. Uh, and let's face it, nobody goes up there to drive the Peninsula Development Road. They go up there to do the tele track. Well, the four wheel drivers do. I mean, a lot yeah. of people. I think a lot. Of, I think if I mean, can you imagine getting on a on a bus and cans and going up, right? I think there'd be a lot of people who aren't necessarily into four wheel driving would love to get their photo at that sign. Oh, 100%. And, and visit Fruit Bad Falls and yes. all of those great places along the way. But the big thing is to get to the sign, isn't it? The sign's the, the ultimate thing, you know, and I'd still love for that to be a challenge of some degree, you know. Well, it certainly will take the challenge out of it, even if you don't do the tele-track. I mean, the bloody development rate, I mean, it shakes the shit out of your vehicle, if it's, Absolutely. especially if you've gone up there after everybody else a bit later. Yeah, well, mate, I've had a couple of uh, couple of moments on the development road myself. You know, yeah. you just get complacent because you've been driving for six hours on a dirt road and you think you're going right and all of a sudden you hit some corrugations yeah. and the car travels sideways and you're off the road. Mm. You know, it happens. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I do think, look, I think it'll be good for the communities up there and, and obviously the local economy up there as well. If people can hop in a car or hop in a bus or whatever and go up. But, yeah, it certainly does. I mean, you'll never be able to change the tele-track. I'd, I'd, I'd yeah. hate to think that one day they would close the track. Yeah, and that's that's where I was going to go to next. You know, as long as things like the tele-track remain, mm. you know, unchanged... It, you know, to a degree, obviously, the traffic that, that it sees every year changes it from year to year, and the mm. weather that goes through every year changes it from year yeah, to year. Yeah, the water, yeah. But, it, but as long as that challenge remains for people who want to go and, and have that challenge and the excitement yeah. and, and test themselves and their four-wheel drives and, and have that sort of fun, as long as that remains, then that's fine. Mm. Yeah, no, it certainly is one of those places. Another one, which is a big... I'll tell you one bloke who's certainly done everything uh, and been, I think, driven every track is Vic Widman. Yeah. I mean, hasn't he driven some tracks? Absolutely. And, uh, and, mate, he's got tours running out the canning stock route and everything. I mean, like, just massive, big, big trips. And uh, it's taken him probably 20 over 25 years to accomplish that. I mean, like we say, it takes years. 
Yeah, well, he also had a full-time job up until yeah. you know, he retired a few yeah. years ago. Until he was sacked. <laughs> he doesn't listen to this. No, no. No, he had a very interesting job, actually. I'm not going to go into it, but it was, um, yeah, maybe ask him one day, he might tell you, but it was mm. it was very interesting, and it, and it was the last thing in the world I expected him to be doing. I know. Mopping floors and cleaning windows is just amazing. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought he was capable based on what he does these days. But uh, but anyway, but no, he's got a great setup now. He's laughing, Vic. But yeah, he uh, he's driven plenty of tracks and been just about everywhere. I don't think there's yeah. too many places Vic hasn't been. In fact, he's running out of places now. He does a lot of his trips overseas. Overseas, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He, he did some stuff in Iceland earlier in the year. Oh mate, didn't hear it. Oh mate, please. Wasn't that epic? Yeah, it was epic, all right. Yeah, look, you drove me absolutely cuckoo. A lot of the trips that I that I do, I'll actually talk to Vic ahead of time and get a few tips. Yeah, I have to. Some to ideas and things like that. No? Yeah, I've said, mate, what's your, what's your tips on going through here? Anything I should be looking out for and yep. stuff? Because he has, he's been out. Mate, he comes on the radio and, and he's been doing that with me for a few years. And you can tell he's talking off his experience. Yeah, no notes. He's not, well, he's got notes. Some, because some, well, I don't think he has so many notes these days. Early on, he used to send through a copy of his notes. Okay. But I think that was just for us to follow while yeah. he was talking, right? But you can tell when he's describing a place, he's not reading it. He's been there. He's been he's there, done it. and yeah. he's talking about it. Yeah. And uh, but uh, no, good on him, and um, he certainly has been out there. We we should get him on here one day and have a bit of a chat to him. Uh, Vic's a great player. He's f- he's a fun guy to travel with. I tell you. Oh yeah. He he's uh, he's a crack up. Yeah. I'm sure he is. <laughs> he is. He yeah, is. No, I know what you're thinking. No, he's a good... He's a, uh, this is Vic. That's what's going on inside his head, mate, let me tell you. <laughs> the, yeah, fairy bread and, uh, and cream buns. No, he's a good... Oh, he lo- doesn't he love a cake shop? Oh, doesn't he? What? Mate. Oh, and there's nothing of him. It's criminal. I oh, know. Oh, let me tell you now, there wouldn't be a town bakery he has not been to. Where we... Yep. Where me, I go, yep, I've been to that pub. I've been to this pub. I've been to that pub. For Vic, it's... Mate, got a great bakery in that town. Oh, mate, you've got to get the cream buns down there. Yeah, oh, mate, he's just unbelievable. He loves it. No, he's a good bloke, Vic. Very passionate about what he does and very sensible as well. Runs a pretty good pretty good driver training centre too. You've been down there? Yeah. I've, yeah, how good is I've it? I've spent a fair bit of time down there. Yeah, actually, I've done a lot of videos with Vic over the years yeah. for, for his business. And, um, yeah, it's very, very impressive. Yeah, he's done a great job there. Speaking of bakeries, there's, there's a bloke on Facebook... Um, who I'm friends with, he's called Glenn, Glenn Marshall. He's a travel writer. Yep. And and he goes to these outback bakeries and he buys a sausage roll and a vanilla slice and mm. he does a review on them. Right. And then posts that up. Right, I think okay. that's great. I never met a vanilla slice I didn't love. Yeah. Well, my missus makes them. They're, they're good, are they? Really? Yeah. Where are they? Well, not here now, but I mean, she does make them. She does. Uh, she Mrs. Duck, next, next week. She does do well on the vanilla slices, eh? I expect us to be sampling these vanilla slices. Yeah, they don't last long. I can imagine. Mm. Get into them. Yeah, we need to get her onto that job. All right, so that's what we uh, we think. We think the um, if you're going to go anywhere, I guess it depends on where you live, but they're the two, yeah. the two, the two, um, the Cape, two standouts. Cape's, Cape's my pick, and I think go and do um, go and do the high country after that because there is some fairly challenging driving in the high country, and uh, mm. and. The results of getting it wrong can be fairly catastrophic. Mate, we're just spoiled for choice here in this country. There are so many places that you could just... I mean, Vic Widman comes up with one every week. Yeah. It's amazing. And between here and, you know, well, between the high country and and Cape York, there's just countless places. Yeah, it's incredible. And then you've got all that stuff in WA and uh, 
on the radio we talked to Graham Cahill a bit when we can find him. He's very hard to find. But now we also talked to Ronnie Dale. I mean, let me tell you, I mean, the places that he... I had him on the radio a couple of weeks ago on a sat phone from out there yeah. on some on some tag-along um, trip he does. Yeah, nice. He does a tag. He does tag alongs as well. Yep. And uh, mate, the, and he was describing you know where they were and the storm that was surrounded them the night before, and then sent me the photos. Mate, it was incredible. You know who is thinking about doing a tag along thing is Mal Leyland. Really? Yes. Well, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Well, I think a Imagine lot of the stories. Well, I can tell you now that it's all happening, and um, there are people booking with him already. And I can tell you now that it'd be a pretty big thing to say to somebody, um, mate. Do you want to go on a trip with Mal Leyland? Yeah, I, I think he, I think it's, I reckon it'll be enormous. That'll be great. Yeah, the, the stories you can get out of that place. Yeah, there's him and his daughter. They're going to be running tag along. So stand by for that. They're doing a recce right now. Wow. And um, nice. from from the, the Flinders to Darwin. Oh, lovely. And he's just um, popping into some some of the old properties where he stayed in touch with some of the people. Some who don't necessarily allow campers on their property. Yeah, that's the great thing about a tag along is sometimes you'll get access to these places well, mate, you normally well, Mal be able has, to see. Mal has stayed in touch with people that he's met over fifty years of travelling. Yep, and they'll give him access. Yeah. So um, people, and that I think that'd be a big thing anyway. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I mean, it's a long time since the Leyland brothers were on television and 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 all that, and when Mal was in full flight on TV, but. A lot of people still know who he is, and a lot oh, of, of course. And and it'd be one of those things. It'd be like, you know, it'd be like sitting around. I don't know what playing football with a football champion. Be like, know, or be like a going on a, be like going on a game show with Ian Turpy or Tony Barber. Yeah, yeah, that'd be your phone ringing, vibrating away in the background. Yeah, at least well, at least it's on silent. Yeah, mate. I don't like mine. Yeah, and I've missed a few important calls here during this podcast today too, mate. I can tell you. But yeah, tag along tour with Mal Leyland. So I mean, stay tuned for that, and uh, because I think that um, for people to say, "Look, I've been, I went on a trip with Mal Leyland," I think that's a bit of a, it's a feather in the cap, I reckon. Oh, absolutely. That'd yeah. be that'd be great. I'd love to do it. Yeah. So, um, mate, I know he's on a big recce trip right now, and um, that's what's going on. So uh, he's out there getting planning it all, and him and his daughter Carmen will lead the charge. Yep. And uh, there's a bit involved in it, which he's had to tick a few boxes. And I said to him, Look, Vic Widman's a good bloke to talk to. Because a lot of things you've got to consider with that stuff. Oh, of course. Insurances and things like that. Permissions, per- permits, all of that sort of fun Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. And, um, you know, you need to make sure you've got some backup crews and backup procedures and all sorts of things. But anyway, they're onto it. Good stuff. And we'll, we'll certainly, we might even get Mal on for a bit of a chat on the podcast as well. He does join us on the radio each week. Yeah, mate, that'd be great. I mentioned last week, mate, and I wanted to bring this up again. I've got a new phone. I'm still getting used to it. The size of the things will start. But do you think with phones, I don't even know how to turn this one on. There we go. <laughs> do you think with with phones these days, I mean, did you ever think that a, a phone would do what a phone does now? Oh, of course not. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's not. But uh, and the other side of the coin is my kids have grown up never knowing anything any different. Same here. They wouldn't know how to use a rotary dial phone. That my, I've worked with people who cannot believe there was never a time there was no mobile phones. Yep. Like when I worked at the, you know, full time in the radio, I mean, I'm still associated with the radio station, but when I was in there every day and you're talking to people, they just can't believe it. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, my, my kids have never seen a cassette tape. And they never, and well, that was another thing. An old radio, which you know, people advertise on the radio, and you, you email out the air check, which is basically a copy of their ad or a copy of the mention on the radio or whatever. In the old days, you used to have to put the cassette, yeah. get it onto a cassette, and then drive it out there <laughs> and give it to them. Now you just flick a switch on audio MP3, there you go, mate. Yeah. But, well, um, well, look, with the phone, the thing for me, as someone who likes to do a lot of travel and and probably could be more active on social media than I am, but reasonably active on social media, is the camera. Yeah, the camera. And that's how I pick the phone. The music? Oh, look, it's it's typically plugged into a, to something or Bluetooth speaker or yeah, something I mean, like the that music, these days. So the music on the phone. I mean, the things... I mean, I, well, mate, here's one. This is what got me. The other day I went and had a meeting at a club. Nothing like a meeting at a pub or a club, right? Yeah, I, I noticed there's a bit of a trend there. You know, so anyway, we've gone to this club for this meeting. I had lemon lime bitters, believe it or not. Anyway, I I, I don't believe. Yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, so what happened? The other the, the other two blokes I was meeting with bought a bottle of red. I mean, was to get the bottle of cider, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so I thought, well, they're drink red. I might as well drink. I'll drink lemon lime bitters. Anyway, what happens in most clubs these days? Because of these rules, you've got to live so far away and stuff. You've got to show your licence. Yep. This bloke had his licence on his phone. Really? Yes. I'm going to have to work out how to do that. That's great. I reckon it's crazy. Yeah, my missus pays for everything with a watch. Yeah, mate, I just think... So his licence... Yeah, I don't carry a licence on my phone. I went, what? And there it was. Well, how do you scan that in at the at the club? No, they did it. Yeah, I think they decided it was good enough for them. Okay, but but, but I've got to say, mate, what if you lose your phone? Yeah, he had everything in there. Even he even went when he went up and around, tapped his phone on the tap and go. There you go. I tell you what, the phone is good for is uh, is some good mapping apps. You know, you can use them to talk on. Really, here's a tip, mate. Look, you know what you can do with them is you can actually dial numbers or you push buttons. You can actually ring people and speak to them on these things. I know, I only have a text. That's what I'm saying. No one really now uses a phone. I think now, when the mobile phone came out, everyone thought, how good is it? This is brilliant. I reckon now, out of a phone, I reckon 20% at best of the use of the device would be for talking on. Yeah, probably not even. You reckon? <laughs> Probably not even, mate. Yeah. You, you go anywhere. You go to a, a bus stop, a railway station, a food court. Everyone's looking at their phone. No one's talking on it. Yeah. They're playing games and reading emails. And it's just amazing. Doing all I mean, that you want to know stuff. anything. You want to, you know, I mean, when you go, oh, where were we one day with someone? So like, we'll get a feed here. And then I said, mate, you're paying attention. And, like, this is a mate of mine. He's, I'm just looking at the reviews on this joint before we go in. <laughs> I went, what? Oh, so he was no. looking at the reviews. Yeah. So he's, he's with his, he got his phone, looking in the phone, looking at the reviews of the joint we're about to go and get a feed at. There you go. And I, mate, I thought, well, that'll do me. No, for me, it's it's the, the camera and the social media side. The camera's are great are very thing. important. The camera for me. And and I've also been able to do away with my, my HEMA map thing that I had on the windscreen. I know you've got a nice shiny H- HX1 here in the shed out the back. Yeah, but it, it, you correct me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. If, we, oh look, I've got a mate of mine, Brad from Outback Signs, he runs the HEMA app thing on an I, on an iPad. Yep. Right? But if you're out of phone range, does it work? Yeah. 
It does. You got to download the maps at home. Yep. Over Wi-Fi. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's basically a HX one on your phone. Essentially. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, obviously, it doesn't have all of the features, but yeah. you know, it's good enough. I'm a huge fan of the HX one. I reckon yeah. they're tops. I love them. I really love the HN7, the one that came before. Yeah, well, I've got one of them. They're good. The, H- the HX one's more advanced and has a lot more features, but I can't figure a lot of them out because I'm not real clever. Yeah, well, that's another thing too. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff on there. It's like a lot. It's like yeah. well, it's like the phone. There is a lot of things on this phone that it probably it probably does a lot of things that I would not know. Yeah. But yeah, the funny part about it, with my phone, the most thing I use it for is to ring people. I'm one of the dinosaurs. Yeah, you are a dinosaur, mate. I, I am one of the, but in saying You're that. You're very old school and everything. I do you like, do. I am, but I do like the camera idea and the fact yep. that, you know, you can do things. I'm like you say, the social media world, you've got to sort of be on there. Although I'm probably a bit old school in that area as well, but. No, you, you're getting there, mate. You're getting there. You're, you're on Insta now. You're, yeah, Instagram. You're Insta famous. Get on there. The Duck Off-Road. Yeah, and what else? you got your Facebook. You've got a Twitter thing going? No, Twitter. I'll no, never go on Twitter. You won't tweet? I can't bring myself to tweet either. No, I won't be, oh, mate, look, I couldn't trust myself on that. I'd be on the drink <laughs> in the shed one night and just, I don't know. I yeah, mean, and you'll see Vic win with a picture of a cream bun and then and you'll let rip. Yeah, no, no. But anyway, but look, the reason we're talking about this is because you've already touched on it, right? It's not just about phones. It's the fact that you can use the phone to go camping. You mentioned mapping. Yeah, you mentioned absolutely. wiki camps. Yep. All those you can check weather. Yeah, that's a big one actually. Right. Especially if you're if you are you can check road closures. Yep. Track closures, things like that. Where once upon a time you had none of that. And that's why we're talking about the phone. So don't hang up or turn off. That's why. <laughs> don't hang up. No one's on the phone, mate. But that's why we're talking about the phone, because the phone now can be a very useful tool when you go travelling and camping. Well, for us as four-wheel drivers and off-roaders and, and people that like a bit of adventure, look into it. There are just so many cool things that, that the phone can be useful for, mm. uh, apart from making phone calls. Yeah, but but I'm talking it can be a useful tool for travelling and camping now. And like you and make bushfires, things that we... Yeah, you're I've cam- got, got the bushfire apps. Yeah, you're camping and you're, you're camping in, the, you know, in, a, in, a, in a bush sort of area, especially in the summer months. Well, you head to the Victorian high country in summer and you need to know what's going on. Yeah, so I mean, these are all these apps. so can, fast. And you can check all this stuff on your phone. Yep. I mean, and then you can go and pay for your fuel and just tap your phone on the tap and go up the survey as well. But, <laughs> but no, I think, I think the big thing is this wiki camps. You yep. use that? I've used a little bit, not a great deal. Yep. Um, a lot of the a lot of the stuff that I'll look up will be uh, from Hema actually. On yeah, well, Hema's got all the HX one comes with. I think it's about it's three thousand more. It's got Camps Australia wide on it, which yeah. is uh, a bit of a bible for campsites as well. Mm. But also their their web page, um, the Hema Cloud, yep, is an awesome tool for planning stuff. Yeah, um, and if you've got the Hema app on your phone where you can sync them up as well. So you can sit there on the computer where you've got your nice big 24-inch screen or whatever it is and mm. and, and map out your journey from point mm. to point to point mm. and then actually tr- sync that up with the phone and have your route ready to go that you can follow. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. I just know a lot of people use that. Wiki, is it WikiCamp? WikiCamps, yeah. A lot of people oh, there's use so that. many camping web pages out there and stuff like that. Yeah, There was one thing you mentioned earlier. Um, you might have even been last week. You mentioned... Oh, was that? Was it just now? You mentioned about the um, Central West Four Wheel Drive Park. Yep. Yeah, that's where the Black Panther was, mate. Yeah, mate. 
these four-wheel drive parks, what are your thoughts on them? I mean, they're popping up a bit. I mean, everyone knows I know the famous I'm, Land Cruiser Park. In yeah, I love a four-wheel drive park. Um, Land Cruiser Park's obviously pretty awesome. There are a few in Queensland that are great. There's not so many in New South Wales. Yeah. Uh, Central West is is one of them. There's a joint um, out near Capity too, which is a, more yeah, of a camp thing. Bylong, Bylong 4x4 Park. That's a cracker. Yeah. Got some great tracks there. Yep. Um, no, I'm a fan, mate. I, I really like Central West because it, that ticks a few boxes for me. There's a, a beautiful little river running through the park, so you can camp right on the river and have a bit of a swim in the yeah. in the warmer months. But do you think it's a bit weird you're actually within someone's boundaries? No, nah, mate. Once you're through the gate, you forget all about it. Yeah. You know, so you're not really out there. You're just in within someone's boundaries. Yeah, I, I think the only time you'd be concerned is if you're the sort of bloke that was doing something wrong. Yeah. But if you're out there just to, to camp... No, and, I'm not you know, doing not, something wrong. I'm talking about just the feeling of the, no, the fact that... Yeah, yeah, no, like I, I never get that. Yeah. No, not at all. For me, it's just uh, find the spot, chill out, relax, go do a bit of exploring. Yeah. It is a good setup out there, though. Oh, it's it's a a, it is a beauty. And, He's uh, got some great tracks there. He's got some of the old Cobb & Co route that runs through the property and yeah. uh, some really steep terrain to, to test yourself there and have a bit of fun and, and some epic campsites. Yeah, I think one thing that, um, the one thing, there's, there's the bloke next door doing a bit of banging on something. He's noisy, mate, unbelievable. <laughs> mate, the um, the one thing where I think these places will come into play a little bit more is when more, as tracks close. Yeah. As as areas get restricted and they keep trying to restrict access to certain parts of, of so the country. So every time they close a track, they're putting pressure on another one. And, uh, oh, 100%. And, and then the pressure on that track means that that one closes yep. because it's becoming not maintainable. Yep. And eventually, you know, it's probably going to get to the point where these parks are the only places you're really going to be able to go. Yeah, and I've still heard Graham Cagle say that. I mean, those be, sort of things. Might be in a few years' time, but, I mean, at the end of the day... Well, let's hope not. When they close these areas and restrict access to certain places, the thing that annoys me about it is the knock-on effect to the local economy like the bloke in the service station and the bloke in the little pub and the bloke in the little coffee shop and the cafes and all that. Yep. Because you can't get down there anymore, so you don't go. And those businesses go yeah, with that's you. that's right. Well, you look at places like um, Appen, south of Sydney, there used to be some great four-wheel driving out there. There probably mm. still is. He's big at Menai. That's not far from there. That's massive in there. Yeah, Menai was another great spot. Um, mm. I understand why they close that because a lot of people get in there and, and be a lunatic and, and mm. do stupid things. Big and, tracks at Menai. And, and oh, some, some epic driving in there, some really mm. crazy, well, young very goes, challenging stuff. Well, young bloke goes down there. They laughed at him. He drove in in a Navara and they said, mate, you're kidding, come here with that. And he was young, but didn't get bogged all day. Yeah, well, there you go. But, you know, but, you know, but it happened. You know, everyone would meet at the survey there and, mm. you know, they'd all grab themselves a drink and some fuel and a pie or whatever. Yep. You know, that bloke would be missing that traffic every Saturday and Sunday now. Oh, for sure. And, I mean, it happens everywhere. You know, and we're not talking, you know, two or three cars. We're talking, you know, 50 to 100 cars a weekend. Mm. It all adds up. Yeah, definitely. And I just think as, as these, um, as more places get sort of closed off, these parks will come more into it and... Um, like you say, that is a beauty, that one there. I can't think of the name of the one out at um, near Cape Town. had him on the radio. Yeah, it's a ago. No, no, no. It's a new one. It's a campground. It's not so much oh, okay. four-wheel drive track. It's a camp. It's a big camping ground. Oh, when I say camping ground. It's a big property for camping. Oh, I don't know. And uh, I'm just trying to... I can't try to think of the name of it. I know I've got it on um, social media. I can check it out. But it's at Cape Town. If you put in free camp, or put in camping at Cape Town, it'll come up. Yeah, but, but look, uh, I encourage people to go and use these parks as well yeah. to keep them viable for the blokes that are running them. You know, they, they've obviously put a fair bit of investment in there for infrastructure and, yeah, and just the property itself, you know. Imagine yeah, land, land buying a few parks. hundred acres. It's probably the, it's probably the, the flagship. Yeah. Ruthie's you, a fan there. there. No. 
I, I've I've been a couple of times. Um, been for the for some corporate days with Beef Goodrich, and we did a couple of episodes out there once before as well. And I got a, a couple of infamous tracks. One of them's called Telecom Hill. Yeah, I know. I've heard of Ruthie yeah. spoken about that. Nearly rolled the old sixty out there. That was that that's was the only place the phone one. will work, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't watching the phone, mate. It was no, I think that's why it's called Telecom Hill because you get the top of it use a phone. There you go. Yeah, I had a bit of a, a butt clencher going up there. Yeah, right. Okay, we'll leave right that where, right where it is. <laughs> not like the not yet the Black Panther, but anyway. No, that wasn't a butt clencher. Anyway, all right, mate. Well, we've sort of talked a fair bit about everything today, but um, mate, again, we just sit here and we shoot the breeze and yeah. talk. Mate, if you've got any suggestions or if you have anywhere you want us to talk about or any places that you don't think we might not know about, send us an email to info at rickoandtheduck.com.au. Yeah, we certainly do enjoy the feedback. So send us some emails and if you've got something you want us to touch on or if you want to get in touch with us. And or if you've got any Yowie pitches or, uh, or Black yeah. Panther or... Bunnies. You may even want to come on the podcast to tell us about something. Just oh, flick us through your details. Love and to hear from you. And, uh, and we might even give you a call and get you on and, and tell us about some of your adventures. And um, we'll get a few people, different people on from time to time as we do. Shaz is out of, off for a couple of weeks and uh, we'll get her back. Uh, next week for a bit of a chat, catch up with her as they get moved towards that big wedding that I'm supposed to be <laughs> holding. How are you, you travelling with that, mate? Oh, mate you, uh... Kidding, aren't you? I mean, mate, I was never that. I don't know. I, 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 I think they'd regret that decision. Yeah, I just don't see you standing still that long. No? No. As a celebrant. No, I'd be standing there with a, with a can or a stubby. A stubby going. And just, uh, well, this is the way it is. Dale, mate, just repeat after me. I am the luckiest bloke in Coffs Harbour. I need to repeat that. He's actually not a bad bloke. You'd, you'd go there? You'd marry him? No, I wouldn't marry him, no. <laughs> no, but um, no, I wouldn't, no, he's not a bad bloke, actually, and um, no, good luck to them. I'll tell you what I do look forward to when they when Shazza opens up that um, property up there where they yeah, are. Yeah, that sounds great. For people to stop off on. Oh, mate, it's the. I'm telling you now, talk about a licence to print money right there. Yep. Halfway between Sydney and Brisbane on the Pacific Highway, right on the river. Beautiful. What a what a stopover. Anywhere on the river's good. Oh mate, but on any river. But mate, you're right. The the highway runs through their property, mate. I mean, unbelievable. Licence to print money. Can you imagine the caravans and yeah, campers just right. wheeling in there trying to get a spot? Yep. Yeah, half and that, that's usually for for most people, they'll get halfway, have a bit of a stop overnight, then finish the trip the next day. Mate, what a great spot to be in right yeah, there. Yeah, certainly worse places. All right, mate. Well, all very good. So you can send any suggestions you may have for us uh, to that email address, Rico, which is... Info at ricoandtheduck.com.au. That is the email address. Don't forget to check out our social media as, as well. Check out Rico's new website. And what's that website called, mate? Rico.com.au. So rico.com.au. You can check that out. You can also check out bluecollarmedia.com.au. Don't forget to tune into the Camping and Off-Road Radio Show as well. There's also a podcast for that, so you can always jump onto that. Probably not as not as casual as this one, luckily. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be off. All right, but mate. Anyway, well, uh, all uh, very good. I think it's time to make some tracks. Make sure you uh, remind the missus I expect to see some vanilla slices here next week, and I will be judging her. Yeah, exactly right. I'll get I'll get get straight on that. That's for you, Rico. <laughs> Thanks very much for your attendance today. But that is the podcast. We certainly do uh, enjoy it. Uh, thank you for tuning in as you do each week. Don't forget you can send us an email through the week. We do love that as well. 
and uh, we and check out our socials. The best thing to do is probably just go straight to the websites, go to bluecollarmedia.com.au and rico.com.au, and like we said, don't be scared to send the feedback. If you do happen to see us out somewhere, come and say good day. We yeah. encourage that, don't we, Rico? Too right. That's it. That is the podcast this week. Another Blue Collar Media production. We'll be back to do it all again next week. We'll see you then.